0: Good evening, everybody. I call you blessed in the name of Jesus. Uh, This is the day the Lord has made, and I don't know about you, but I'm going to continue to rejoice and be glad in it. So grateful that you could join us tonight for our midweek Bible study. We call you blessed. Of course, we're not here together uh, tonight uh, because of a COVID outbreak, and I want to talk about that just for a minute. But before we get going on anything, let's have a word of prayer together. Heavenly Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus. I thank you for your providence and your protection. I thank you for healing. I thank you for provision. I thank you, Lord God, that you always have us in the palm of your hand and that you care about every single thing that happens in our life. I thank you that we can cry out unto you, Lord, and that you hear our prayers and that you hear them always, and we can be assured of that. We give you praise tonight. We ask for your special anointing on all the words that are going to be spoken tonight. Pray that you'll open our ears to hear and our hearts to, uh, minds to understand and our hearts to receive absolutely everything that you have in store for us this evening. In Jesus' holy name, praise God. I wanted to open up this evening by just giving a little bit of a COVID, coronavirus statement. we are unfortunately, once again, facing uh, a surge of positive COVID tests and um, a number of subsequent exposures. There's, there's as many as a dozen uh, different uh, people, either positive and or exposed uh, to a positive uh, uh, COVID environment. Uh, and it is my goal, it is our goal here at Resurrection Life Church to make sure to the very best of our abilities, that you always have a safe environment to come experience the power of and the manifest glory of Jesus Christ in its fullest content, <clears throat> and that's what we always desire is to be able to experience the presence of the Lord. I know that you're going to experience that tonight, just in the things that I have to say. I have prayed diligently about the words to share with you uh, this evening, and so uh, I'm glad you're with me. And as you know, we have suspended in-person services until Mother's Day. And I need you to join with me in the prayer of faith, expecting and believing that there will be no further spread of this insidious pestilence, this insidious disease coronavirus that might cause us to prolong our uh, in-person closure. Agree with me in prayer, would y'all? Saints of God, stand with me in prayer uh, for that. Excuse me. In the meantime, we're going to continue our midweek Bible study just like we're doing right now. We're going to continue our Sunday morning services. They're going to be live streamed, available to you on either YouTube or Facebook. If we have any YouTube issues along the way, just go to Facebook and you should be able to uh, pick it up real quick. I'm only having a a very small skeleton crew of people here to help me bring this to you tonight. For example, tonight it's just me and Cole uh, putting this together, and I appreciate him for doing that for us. But we're going to keep you posted in in regards uh, to any related changes in the current plan. Right now it is just for the next, uh, uh, what would be actually a full three weeks, but two full Sundays Um, before we come back on Mother's Day. I want us to stand together in the strength of prayer and the solidarity of faith, the agreement of prayer and the agreement of faith. The Bible says to us, excuse me, in Matthew 18, verses 18 through 19, Truly I say to you, whatever you bind on earth shall have been bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth shall have been loosed in heaven. Again, I say to you that if two of you agree on earth about anything that they may ask, it shall be done for them by my Father who is in heaven. And so I want to, my Father who is in heaven, I believe it actually says, but I, I want us to make a commitment together that every day, During our prayer time, whether that's in the morning, whether it's your alarm at noon, or whether it's in the evening, is that we stand in prayer and in faith together to bind Satan, to bind all his minions from wreaking havoc on the Lord's people and on the Lord's church. I'm asking you to stand in faith with me and join me in loosing the healing power of God over all the people of God and over his church. Can we do that together? Family, I appreciate it. The devil currently, um, well, he has our church under a severe attack. And in many ways, I suppose that's a good thing because it means that we're doing something right. If we were just uh, coasting along, uh, having a happy go lucky, user friendly, let's all feel good church, the devil would not be worried about us in any way, shape, or manner. But I want you to know that I believe with all my heart that we are threatening his hold, his strongholds, his footholds that he has on the hearts and the minds of people, of good people, and we're pushing back the gates of hell. Matthew chapter 16 verse 18 says that the gates of hell shall not prevail against the Lord's church. It not only says that they shall not prevail against the Lord's church. But the one thing that 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 although it's not there, it implies we can push that back in the name of Jesus. And boy, I need prayer warriors just getting uh, fired up and and uh, ready to go to war, spiritual warfare in prayer. I need all of you, all of you beloved people, to connect with me in binding the power of Satan against this church and loosing the power of God and the angels of mercy over our church and over the people of Resurrection Life Church and our local community as well. We have uh, just finished, excuse me a minute, get a drink. We've just finished an extensive study of our Lord's letters to the seven churches of Asia with the intent to stay as far away from the things that the Lord condemned in those letters and to strive with aggressive energy toward the things that the Lord commended. The enemy isn't happy about this. He isn't happy about you discovering what he wants us to do uh, through his letters to the seven churches. He is not happy with this church. He's gonna do everything in his power everything that he can, everything in his arsenal, he's going to use it to try to stop the progress of Resurrection Life Church here in St. Louis. He'll try to cause a division uh, within the ranks. But let me tell you what, he doesn't realize who he's dealing with. Can I get an amen? He's going to try to take people out through sickness and through disease. But again, I say, uh, he does not realize what kind of people and what kind of church that he's dealing with he's going to try to cause contention. He's going to try to cause disorder. He's going to try to cause confusion and chaos in order to stunt and hinder the growth of this church. But again, I say he does not know who he is dealing with because he's dealing with sons and daughters of God who have the spirit of God living on the inside of him. And we will win and not lose in the name of Jesus. I wish I could get a witness from somebody tonight. Amen. But you know, in times of war, in times of warfare, and we shouldn't be surprised by that because that's something that we recognize as Christians, that it is a a warfare between darkness and between light. But in these times, we got to stand strong. We got to stay connected. We got to continue to trust and to obey God. We've got to walk in love with each other. You see, the devil tries to come in and disrupt and sow insidious, disease, insidious uh, seeds, is what I meant to say, of disorder and, uh, and, and discord among the brothers and the sisters. We need to not shame other people. For wearing masks. We need to not shame other people who are staying at home. We stand together in unity of love and faith regardless of whether you're wearing a mask or not, regardless of whether you're staying at home or not. We are standing together in faith as a unit and as a body of believers. We need to love each other through this dilemma. If there was ever a time for us to raise not only our prayer game but our love game, then this is the time. We need to stand together in Christian unity. An army divided against itself cannot win the battle, but we are the army of God, standing in the unity of faith in Jesus Christ, and we will win. Can I get an amen? But what we have to do in the process is we gotta hold the line. We gotta stay in our position, because I believe with all of my heart And this is not a pipe dream. I believe that we are about to see the glory of God. I believe we're about to see a mighty move of God. We've just got to continue forward. We got to keep marching even in the difficulties. We might have to march through the swamps of the devil's mess, but we're gonna win this battle. We're gonna get through this wilderness and we're gonna see this promised land and we're gonna see the glory of God poured out in this place. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. <clears throat> In Second Chronicles chapter 20, verse 15 and verse 17, it says, Listen, all Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem and King Jehoshaphat. Thus says the Lord to you, Do not fear <laughs> or be dismayed because of this great multitude, for the battle is not yours but God's. You need not fight this battle. You just need to station yourself, stand and see the salvation of the Lord on your behalf. Can you say amen? Praise God. I think I, I think right where you're at, right in your home, I, if you're on the job, I just, I just double-dog dare you to stop right where you're at right now and just give the <laughs> Lord a praise. Thank you, Jesus. You're awesome. Hallelujah. Praise God. Well, friends, we're living in the last days. There's, there's no doubt about it. We're living in an age of isolation. We're living in an age of wars and rumors of wars. We're living in an age of pestilences and diseases. We're living in an age of a, of a great falling away of many people who are falling away from the faith of God. Men and women of God who stand behind the pulpit are actually renouncing the faith in this day and age that we live. <clears throat> We're living in an age where You and I as Christians are marginalized, and we're even hated for proclaiming our faith in the Son of God, the Messiah, the Lord Jesus Christ. We are living in the last days. I'd like for us to go to a Bible verse together. If you have your Bibles with you, would you turn with me to the 24th chapter of Matthew? I just noticed that, boy, my page here in in matthew chapter 24 is getting all bent up and beat up i'm spending so much time there i guess i'm tearing up my bible praise god (laughs) Uh, verse 4 through 14 and jesus answered and said to them see to it that no one misleads you for many will come in my name saying i am the christ and will mislead many you'll be hearing of wars and rumors of wars <clears throat> see that you are not frightened, for those things must take place, but that is not yet the end. For nation will rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom, and in various places there will be famines and earthquakes. And I believe the, the, uh, the great apostle Luke added in his gospel, pestilences. But all these things are merely the beginning of the birth pangs. And we talked about this last week. Then they will deliver you to tribulation and will kill you, and you'll be hated by all nations because of my name. And at at that time, many will fall away and will betray one another and hate one another. Many false prophets will rise and will mislead many. Because lawlessness is increased, most people's love will grow cold. You wonder why I was talking about love just a few minutes ago? Because we're in the end days where even from within the ranks of the body of Christ, people are going to become unloving and are going to take a stand against what they know to be the truth. Verse 13 says, but the one who endures to the end, he will be saved. Verse 14, the gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in the whole world as a testimony to all nations, and then the end will come. I believe that we can all agree that we are living in difficult times there's not a lot out there in the world that, that you're going to find that's going to bring you any true peace of mind or any true joy. We need to learn to dig deep and drink from a deeper well, that deeper well of the Holy Spirit. We need to dig, and, and, and it, it, in the Old Testament it talks about they went and stopped up the wells. We need to unstop those wells of the Holy Spirit and dig deep. Drink well from the great Holy Spirit. We need to learn how to lean on the Holy Spirit. We need to learn how to depend on the love and the faithfulness of God. We need to learn how to be utterly and completely, fully persuaded that that which God has promised, He is able to perform it. We need to learn how to walk by faith. We need to learn how to walk in a a pathway of faith, not a pathway of... Fearfulness, we need to get serious about responding in prayerfulness versus responding in panic and despair fear. We need to learn, as I just said about, we need to learn how to dig a deep well of worship to the Lord uh, and, and, and not proclaim worry and not proclaim despair and not proclaim panic and not proclaim fear and not let that overwhelm us but worship God in the midnight hour worship God in the deepest darkest moments of your life you will see him come through for you why because greater is he that is in you than it than he that is in the world can I get a praise from somebody amen hallelujah remember what Jesus said that we should do when we see these things that I just read about it's, it's listed over there in, in the book of Luke. And you know what he said in Luke chapter 21, verse 28? When, when these things begin to take place, and friends, they have begun to take place. No question, no doubt. I'm not just some uh, a weirdo proclaiming, the Lord is coming, the Lord is coming. Uh, No, I believe I'm a sound man of God who can read and see the signs of the times as the Bible said we should be able to. But when you see these things begin to take place, straighten up and lift up your heads because your redemption is drawing near. Friends, it's time to straighten up in strength, not bow down in the spirit of fear. It's time to look up to heaven from where our help comes from instead of looking down in panic and despair. It's time to rejoice because the Lord's coming soon. Not be a negative voice crying, woe is me, whine, 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 whine. Guess what, friends? The Lord is coming soon. And we need to look up to heaven from whence our help comes and begin to rejoice because our redemption is drawing near. We need to stop being guided and influenced by controversies. We need to be. Uh, we need to stop being guided and influenced by conspiracies. I know I'm gonna mess with somebody's backyard right now about this, but conspiracies and controversies do nothing but cause fear. They do nothing but bring uncertainty and chaos. We, as children of God, are to be guided and influenced by what thus saith the Lord, not what thus saith the latest conspiracy YouTuber. I wish I could get a witness from somebody. i tell you what, I'll get a witness from the prophet Isaiah in the 8th chapter, verses 12 through 14. <clears throat> yeah, that's right, conspiracy's right there in the Bible. Here we're going to look at it. You are not to say it is a conspiracy in regard to all this people, in regard to all that this people call a conspiracy, and you are not to fear what they fear or be in dread of it. It is the Lord of hosts whom you should regard as holy, and he shall be your fear, and he shall be your dread, then he shall become your sanctuary. That means you don't have to fear. You don't have to dread because he's going to take that away from you and he will become your hiding place. He will become your secret place. He will become your intimate place. He will become your sanctuary. Praise God. God is telling us not to be entrapped by all the things that are going on in this world in this present age. God is saying, look up. And you know what he's saying when he says look up? hey, y'all, look what I'm doing. Guess what I'm up to? I'm about to do something amazing here on planet earth. And we just need to look up and look what God is doing because he's saying, when you see all these things begin to take place, did you hear me friends from the book of Luke? When you see all these things begin to take place, look up, be ready, be prepared, be alert, be awake, be watchful, be hopeful, be prayerful, be worshipful, be word filled. We can't get carried away by the fake, fake news. We can't get carried away by the media propaganda. Don't allow yourself to do so. Don't be carried away by this conspiracy theory and that conspiracy theory. Be If you want to know a place to be settled, right here. Right here, brothers and sisters, be settled on the only firm foundation that you can find as a believer in Jesus Christ, and that is upon his written word. Have that as your firm foundation. Be settled in my word, the Lord would say to you. Be rooted in your faith in me, the Lord would say to you. Be fully convinced and resolute in faith in me that what I've promised I'm able to perform, says the Lord. He's saying to us tonight, I'm your ever-present help in time of trouble, not the news media, not, not, not any, of, any of the YouTube news medias or anything else that's going on out there. The Lord is saying, I am your ever-present help in time of trouble. I'm your rock, he's saying. I'm your foundation. I'm your source. I'm your provision, says the Lord. Do you know that one of the names of God is El Shaddai? El Shaddai, one of the meanings of that phrase of his name is that I am the, the Lord that is more than enough. Praise God. He's not just enough. He's not less than enough. He is more than enough. And so we need to look up and we need to, to begin to rejoice because the Lord is coming soon. Even though the devil's trying to isolate, I got empty chairs in this room tonight. I'm not happy about that. But I tell you what, I'm angry at the enemy who's trying to disrupt the progress of the Lord's church here in this community. And we're gonna bind him in the name of Jesus. Can I get a witness from somebody? And we're gonna loose angels over this place and over the people of God. I don't know, I'm feeling a little bit of preach coming on me this evening, hallelujah. Friends, God is sovereign. We all believe that. We know that he is all-knowing He is all-powerful, and he's all-present in every situation. (coughs) Excuse me. He is all-knowing, all-present, all-powerful. God is sovereign. And if we truly believe that, then we have to believe that God is orchestrating and he is guiding all the events of this present age toward his timetable toward his master plan. We may not like some of the things that are happening in our society and seeing the things that are happening. And I'm not saying that God is doing it, but he's allowing things to happen because he's got a timetable, he's got a master plan for his return. And we know this for sure, the Bible teaches us clearly that sin has to run its course before the Lord can return. Sin has to become full maturity. We have never seen a day like we see today Today where the sinfulness is more celebrated than it is today just unbelievable we have to be at peace that god is still on the throne no matter what is happening around us don't be swayed brothers and sisters don't be trembling don't be afraid uh stand strong straighten up the lord will say look up rejoice for your redemption draweth nigh. I feel like shouting and giving the Lord a praise tonight. Come on. I know I'm by myself with one person back here in the booth, but we are praising God together tonight, me and Cole. Praise the Lord. He is sovereign. He is still in control. He is still on the throne. The problem is is that when you and I become enmeshed with culture and what's going on in society When you become enmeshed, ingrained in that, you will find yourself displaced from the providence, the provision, and the protection of the Lord God. You may even find yourself displaced from the peace of the Lord because you're so ingrained in the chaos of society. The Lord says that if you'll not believe in these conspiracies, if you'll not trust in these lies, he says this, friends. He says, I will be a sanctuary for you. Man, I'm grabbing that one for my own life and for my own family. But you got to trust in him. You can't allow yourself to be sucked into this world's affairs. Don't allow yourself to be sucked into this world's conspiracies. Don't allow yourself to be swayed and altered and guided by this world's lies. Now, friends, I'm not trying to cause you despair this evening. I'm not trying to cause you fear. What I'm trying to do is help you see a doorway and an avenue for peace and for hope. I'm, you know what? If you try to get peace from the world, you're always going to come up empty. You can count on it. John chapter 14, verse 27, the Lord Jesus Christ said, Peace I leave with you. I My peace, he said, my peace I give to you. Listen, not as the world gives do I give to you, and let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. We're supposed to be settled in a place of peace, even when the world's falling apart around us. As an ambassador of Christ and as the pastor of this church, I want to lift you up. I want, to, I want to edify you. I want to elevate you above this earthly realm of chaos and trouble, and I want to ele- elevate you into a heavenly place where you can find harmony regardless of what's going on around you, where you can find peace no matter what's happening around you. And You can find that in the Lord. I'm not offering a message of doom and gloom, but I'm offering a message of hope in Jesus Christ. I just have a feeling tonight that there are more people than just those who attend Resurrection Life Church who may have stumbled across this live feed tonight, and you're sitting here going, what in the world is that bald guy ranting and raving about? I'm ranting and raving about the power, the sovereignty, uh, the peace, that comes through the lord jesus christ we have a great hope friends and let me finish with this tonight that great hope is the return of our lord jesus christ as a pastor of this church and an ambassador of christ i have a mandate from heaven i feel it strongly in my spirit that i'm supposed to prepare you for the lord's coming to the best of my ability through the power of the holy spirit rick lopez can't do nothing folks But Rick Lopez can be a vessel of the Lord Jesus Christ. And guess what? You can be a vessel of the Lord Jesus Christ and his power as well. Let me leave you with this verse tonight, and then we're going to pray together and dismiss for this evening. Titus chapter 2, verse 13, it says this, we wait for the blessed hope. Everybody say blessed hope. We wait for the blessed hope. Here's it. Guess what it is? The appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God. Father, I thank you for the opportunity tonight to come into the homes of people, the workplace, wherever it is that they may be listening and or watching tonight. I thank you for giving me that opportunity to be a voice in their life. I know, Lord God, that I am just a man that is a, an, an ambassador of yours, Lord God, but I know that the power of the most high God is upon your word and your word never goes out useless. It never goes out void. It always accomplishes all that you have purposed it to do, Lord. And so I pray tonight as this word has gone forward, that people have been energized to straighten up and to look up and to rejoice. I pray, God, that people have been energized and mobilized to take a position to bind the dark forces of hell and to loose the powerful forces of heaven upon this earth and upon this church and upon the people of this church, Lord God. We pray tonight for those that are suffering with COVID, those that are hurting, Lord. we pray heavenly father for those that have tested positive we pray lord god that none will be taken oh we lift up the daily own family lord god as we have lost a good brother this week a good friend and lord he, he we don't know yet father whether it was a you know, coronavirus more than likely that'll be attached to his reason for death but lord god that family's suffering they are all suffering right now in the loss of, of of Jennifer's husband, of the Matthew and Jason's of Joshua's dad, and the rest of the family who lost Jason, a good man. We ask for your grace upon that family. We ask for your blessings upon that family, Lord God. May your provision be there to help them through this dark time. May we all recognize, Father, as a body of believers that when one suffers we all suffer with them when one rejoices we all rejoice with them lord and so i pray that right now the body of believers here at resurrection life church and in this community rise up and be a strength be a strong strength to be love to be help to be nurture to this family lord god in their great loss and their great grief so we ask for your blessings for them We thank you for tonight. We thank you for an opportunity to serve you and to worship you and to share your word. We thank you, Lord, as I said a minute ago, that your word never goes out useless. It never goes out void, but it accomplishes all that you have purposed for it to do. We thank you in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Before I uh, say goodnight to you all, I want you to know that we are uh, developing ways and means by which we can help uh, the De Leon family um, through this crisis, through the, uh, the, the, the funeral home expenses and all the other things they're going to be facing right now. If you want to sow toward that, you can just sow right here at Resurrection Life Church. We are developing a, a fund here That actually that others within the community can sow into. All you need to do is to write on the bottom uh, of your check, Deleon family or relief fund, memorial fund, any of those kinds of words. We're going to make sure that it gets into a specific account. I've made it very clear to Jennifer that she will have no expense for any of the things that she has to do through this season. We're going to hold her up. We're going to help her, and we're going to bless her and her family through this. Can we do this together? Praise God. Listen, I love you. Thank you so much for being with me tonight. I look forward to seeing you on Sunday morning when I know without a shadow of a doubt we're going to have an encounter with the Lord Jesus Christ. I call you blessed. Have a wonderful evening. We'll talk to you soon.